If you're listening to this episode, you're listening to one of our first ever episodes. Yay, you. Uh, Depending on which episode you're listening to, you may notice that we're still working some things out like the music in episode one or the just general audio audio problems that we have all the time sorry yeah we want to leave these episodes up to show our progress so this disclaimer is to thank you for listening and hopefully you'll have patience with these things yes we definitely ironed it out in season two so more to come Three, two, one. Welcome, Welcome to our podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Laurel. And this is What is Dogs? Is it the question or the answer? Sarah, I think you're really going to love our dog of the week this week that's adoptable. Oh, uh, who is it? So Indy is about four months old now, and she is growing like a weed. <laughs> What kind of dog is she? She's a black cur, pity mix, and she is the best puppy that her foster mom has ever seen. She's very well-mannered, and she does not make a fuss in her crate, and she's absolutely adorable. Sorry, here are the pictures. Oh, my gosh. What an adorable dog. She's got the best smile. (laughs) She is so cute, and I can't get enough of her. She loves other dogs, and she loves running around, and also snuggling with her people. I wish I could snuggle with that cute face. (laughs) Me too. Indy needs a forever home, and she's kind of been with her foster mom for a few months now. I cannot believe that people are waiting to pick up this adorable pup. She is being fostered right now by Farm Dog Fosters. We love them. Um, she loves to, she's also cat approved. And if you want to adopt Indy, visit Barking Out Loud Rescue Inc. Laurel, I know I say this pretty much every week, but I'm so excited for this week's interview. <laughs> I got really excited too. It's like every single one is so new and we get to learn so much. This is a special one. I, I first heard about Deanna Anderson, who's the owner and founder of the Mindful Mutt, about a year ago at the park. Yeah. So she actually lives local to you? She, yeah, she lives um, not far from me. I don't know exactly where, but in the same town or part of Boston as I do. And so I was actually in a conversation with another dog owner about the park. We were talking about what we do with our dog when we go away. And the dog owner started telling me about Deanna and how they take their dog to the Mindful Mutt and that the dog seems to love going on walks for her. And what they especially love is that Deanna takes lots of pictures of the dogs to keep their owner and just updated all day long. I love that. My favorite things every single day is my update from my dog walker. But about halfway through the day, I get a picture and an update for how they did. And that's my favorite thing. Same. So actually a few weeks ago, another dog owner brought up Deanna and the Mindful Mutt in a similar conversation. We were talking about, again, what we do with our dogs when we go away. And these people had just come back from vacation and they mentioned to me that they were really happy with their dog sitter. And I was like, Oh, well, who is it? And they were of course like, Oh, the mindful Matt, her name's Deanna. I was like, Hey, I know her. Wow. She must be amazing if she gets so many referrals. Exactly. That's what I thought. So, um, I've been following Deanna, hearing lots of good things about her. And so Laura, when we sat down to 
brainstorm who we would like to interview. Um, of course, Deanna and the Mindful Mutt came to mind right away. One of the things I'm most interested in hearing about from Deanna is how she started and is running her own business. Yeah, that's, that's definitely interesting. And then basically, I also am really super interested in like how she keeps all of these dogs that she doesn't necessarily know in line. Yeah, exactly. That's got to be tough. Um, so I'm curious because starting and running a business is a risky thing. And I find young female entrepreneurs to be really inspirational. But when you give it the doggy spin, like how is she controlling all these dogs? I know. I can't wait to talk to her. I love talking to, you know, small business owners, see how they're doing things. And when you add dogs into the mix, it could not be more interesting. Definitely. Let's go talk to Deanna. Deanna, thank you so much for being here today. Um, we actually want to start at the beginning. Can you tell us how you started the Mindful Mind? Yeah, um, actually when I got out of college, I graduated college in 2012 and I wanted to, uh, one of my dreams was kind of always to have a dog daycare business, but it kind of seemed in a way there was like a stigma against it. Like I got this college degree and now I'm gonna work with dogs and it didn't have really very much to do with my major, which was counseling and therapy and case management. So um, I ended up trying to find my way through like real estate and the administrative world. And it just wasn't really a good fit for me. I wasn't happy sitting at a desk and I always knew like my plan was to work with dogs. Um, and eventually the, the dog daycare plan kind of fell by the wayside because it seemed less practical with the amount of rent that we pay in Boston, in the Boston area. So yeah. um, I launched um, part-time. I started doing dog sitting and dog walking after work during my full-time job I had and um, on the weekends. So I got some fun clients that just needed extra help. Yeah. And from there, I just prepared. It took me probably like six months of preparation before I really left my job, uh, my office job. So. And uh, it's been great ever since. I haven't looked back. I'm so excited. I'm so glad I pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. I just thought about it for years. I think like six years before I actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. What do you think was your biggest challenge in kicking off the business? I think just taking the leap was the hardest part. You know, having faith that I was going to be able to pay my bills. My goal was just to break even, like, personally with my personal finances initially I was worried how many how am I going to get clients how am I going to um finance the lifestyle that I like to live <laughs> you know and so, that was the biggest challenge in starting was just you know get having enough faith in myself to really quit my job because I couldn't do both and really build a business part-time. What do you say is your biggest win in starting and growing your own business, especially for all of the women business owners out there? Uh, we salute you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love to support women-owned businesses, um, women-run businesses too. So um, I think that my biggest wins have been, I was a very small, small sponsor in an event a very large event for like 500 people and I think getting together the stuff to put into you know the the gift bags that was so awesome to be able to say that I'm contributing to something that was bigger than 
me and my dream and kind of working with somebody else. That was awesome. And then um, another win I would say would be um, when I was able to, um, I, I started to bring in software that works for my company so that I can have slightly more of a work-life balance. So in instead of spending so much time, whatever, invoicing and scheduling and dealing with paper and remembering things, when I realized I had enough business to warrant spending money in order to make an investment on my time and, you know, get my time back, that was when I kind of knew that everything was taking off the, the way that I had hoped. Yeah, definitely. When you start to set yourself up to actually be able to scale on top of that, I mean, that's the dream. Exactly. So that's amazing. I mean, you can start building yourself, maybe even have employees someday. Yeah, exactly. That's the goal. That's where I'm at right now. So, um, you know, it's either I'm going to stick like this and keep doing it on my own, or I have to bring team members on. Right. So, yeah. um, so what dog services do you actually offer? Um, I do dog walking during uh, the middle of the day. Usually about, I start picking them up around 10 o'clock. Sometimes I get home around four-ish, um, but I do about three group walks a day. Sometimes I bring them to the park instead, so they're 30-minute walks. And then for a very energetic dog that can't be in a daycare situation, I um, have some people who opt to do two back-to-back -back walks. So the second walk of the day is discounted, so they're with me for like many, many hours of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, they're home and tired, but they don't have to wait in that group dog setting so that it's less um, anxiety provoking for some dogs. So I do that. Um, I also do overnight boarding in my home. Um, I keep mm -hmm. small groups, five dogs um, at a time, um, including my two dogs, Nola and Memphis. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I also offer quick let outs for senior dogs and puppies. Right I now. loved that when I saw that because um, I had, I talk about him a lot. I had an English massive peanut who could have never gone for a walk and I was having such a hard time finding someone who would just let him out quickly and it didn't feel like it warranted, you know, the $25, $30 charge for an actual dog walk, but a quick let out would have definitely solved that problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I feel, I feel bad because there's older dogs, they can't keep up for 30 minutes, especially no. mm -hmm. when right. it's hot. Sometimes even the younger dogs can't make it 30 minutes. We just go out. 15 minutes and come back in because I'm not going to risk the heat stroke, you know? Right. So, yeah. That's amazing. So I've spoken with a few of your clients at the po this point, um, always at the park. <laughs> they yeah. all sing your praises and they say that their dogs always come home happy. Uh, do you want to share your secret? What makes the dog so happy? I think a lot of times, some dogs like don't want to leave the house. Like they won't leave the gate. Like they want to stay at my house. I just think they like the socialization with their friends. I let them sleep in my bed, you know, and I. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. It's nice for me too. Cause like, oh. <laughs> um, I, I think that they know that I really do love them. I don't think that it's hard to make a dog happy. I think that there's some dogs that might be more anxious, but I think that it's easy to make a dog feel secure if you have the tools and you know, you know the way to do it. So um, I think that that's why they feel so comfortable, like at, at a second, as it's kind of like a second getaway home for them at my place. They really are excited to come every single time. So um, 
have, when they go home, they tend to be really tired. So my clients always send me pictures of their dogs, like passed out in the car, <laughs> picked up because I keep them so busy. But then um, uh, in terms of happiness, I think that the dog being content and just knowing that it's not being neglected while its, while its parents are away, like you just have to give them a little bit more attention, I think, than you would like even your own dog because they're separated from like the people that they love the most. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think just going above and beyond in whatever you can for the dog is really the key. You know, if a dog cries all the time and you have a policy of no dogs in the bed, well, maybe that night you have to have the dog in your bed. You know, you have to kind of work for each individual dog what's going to work for them. Yeah. And that definitely, your extra attention definitely shines through not only on your website, but like as you're speaking, um, I definitely noticed it when I went on your website. I think Sarah did too. Um, you described that how you really provide like a mind and body service for your dogs. Um, can you speak more to kind of how you achieve that, that mind and body um, care for the dogs that you're taking care of? Yeah. Um, I, um, I know that physical exercise is important to dogs. I have two dogs, one that needs probably no exercise. She's so lazy. Um, and then the other one who's super anxious and needs a lot of lot, a lot of physical exercise in order for him to just feel okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's um, addressing his anxiety, ca the causes of his anxiety. Just because a dog is tired from walking or running or going to the park doesn't mean that it is um, a happy dog. A lot There's that saying that's like a tired dog is a happy dog. And I just don't believe in that. Um, a tired dog, just like me, like if I'm tired, I just want to take a nap. That doesn't mean like I'm content. <laughs> and my <laughs> you know? Yeah. When the dogs end up having special issues that need to be dealt with. Right now there's a, um, a dog at my house who's like super anxious, just really anxious. You know, he's on Prozac and he's gone through so much training. Or I think they're a third trainer trying to find things that work for him. And just making sure that I'm sticking with what my clients want me to do with him and mm -hmm. not making it based on, oh, it's my house, you know, my rules. Um, or like some dogs are really, really um, nervous. So I have to make sure that they feel like they're secure and that I'm, you know, protecting their space and their boundaries, their physical, um, physical space from other dogs, knowing that I'm protecting them. That's like the number one thing that an insecure dog needs to know is that you're going to physically keep them from harm, you know? Um, so just paying attention to those kinds of things and making sure that when I am walking dogs or bringing them to the park, I pair them based on who they like to be with, as opposed to like proximity to what's easier for my schedule. So I could probably walk more dogs if I were to group dogs by neighborhood, but instead I group them based on who they kind of get along with the best. So, um, for example, one dog, Fival, he's kind of famous on my Instagram for Fival Fridays. Everybody in the neighborhood knows him. And he, he can't, like, he's not a park dog. So if it's not convenient for me to bring him on a walk, I'm still going to go out of my way to make sure that he gets that special walk in his neighborhood that's not going to stress him out. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of what I mean by that. Yeah, that's so great that you can personalize services to the, the dog and their, their needs. Um, for instance, some dogs, they love everybody and, and everything. They're so friendly and they'll come to you tail wagging. And then there's other dogs like my Duke who 
he's really shy and like skeptical of new people people you know when people come to him in the street and try to pet him he'll kind of dodge away from them it, it takes him a while to warm up can you speak to how you build a relationship with a new dog who's maybe more shy of uh, meeting you know a new dog walker or a new order yeah i can um i think that for each dog it's totally case-by-case -case basis right so um i wouldn't say that every every time there's a nervous dog there's a reason behind it and each reason is different for each dog so i can't say that i would do step one step two step three but i think it all has to do with being patient and realizing like am i doing this for me and my ego and feeling like this dog likes me or <laughs> am i doing the right the, am i taking it to the next step because of the dog the dog is ready for this next step of like me coming closer me coming into the door me petting them and taking them outside of their apartment. I walked Zelda for, I think a month before I even took her with a group because mm -hmm. I couldn't get, uh, for, she peed herself when I came and she peed on the bed. Great of me. But even though I had done the meet and greet with her parents and everything, it's just mm -hmm. she was a dog walker before. So it took a month of me the first day. I just like sat in the hallway and waited for her. I just sat with her. That's it. Sat on the couch, waited with her. Wow. Eventually I had to drag her out so that she had to pee so that she didn't have to hold it. But right. um, we got to the point where she was voluntarily coming over to me. Then we got to the point where she's voluntarily like leaving the doorway of her apartment. And then she wouldn't walk around the block with me, but I just let her, dictate to me where she wanted to go and where she wanted to go was around the block and so that's fine that's what we did and we just did quick let outs for her for probably about a month and then now she is like psyched every time she rolls over for belly rub <laughs> she's so happy every time that i come in and it's hard because if i'm not able to come in like if i'm uh, taking a vacation the other dog walker doesn't have that opportunity to build that bond of a month so it's like you can see the difference between she's starting that behavior again. So it really is like personal to each individual that they meet um, mm -hmm. a nervous dog like that. They really do bond with you. Um, and so I just think taking it really easy and, and really slow is like the best advice you can go, even with a friendly dog, because you never know if you move a certain way, if it's going to set them off or make them right. scared or, so I just think let the dog, tell you what it wants yeah no that definitely makes sense um and it sounds like you have the right approach making sure that the dog is comfortable with every single move that you make for our listeners who aren't actually in boston what advice do you have for people who are looking for a good doggy daycare boarding or a dog walker are there any things that they should watch out for that they should look for i think um i think that it's more important than just the initial meet and greet i think a lot of places um, a lot of places have you meet like the owner of the company or like the admin person or the, you know, whoever it is that is running the front desk and they'll, they'll they're interviewing your dog. Like you're, you're hoping your dog, a lot of people are like, Oh, please. I hope that my dog is well behaved when we meet. And I'm like, I don't care. Your dog should be your dog. The way that it wants to just be your dog. You should be interviewing me and making sure I'm not like some incompetent psychopath. <laughs> you know, so, but not just that, you want to know that it's a good fit. Like some dogs could fit with almost anybody, you know, they're just that kind of dog, but you know your dog best. So like, 
how does the interaction go? How does it feel? And interview more than one person. Like mm-hmm. I would never be offended if somebody met with me and we weren't a good match. Like it just like for their dog, if their dog like was totally more at ease with somebody else, I would never be upset about that. And I love to recommend business to, you know, other local dog walkers that I know and that I trust. Mm-hmm. And then they refer business to me too, because we, we understand each other, the way that we work and we trust each other. So I think that's kind of what you have to find is somebody who, that you know, you can rely on and always have a backup plan too, because you never know if the business is going to go under one day or, you know, there's a fire at the facility and they, or a pipe burst. You always have to have some sort of um, backup plan for in, in case of an emergency. So make sure you have interviewed a few people. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, so one of the things that people always mention to me is that they love that you always share pictures of their dog throughout the day <laughs> or while they're away. Um, I was actually recently at the park um, and somebody, the dog's name was Ziggy. Um, uh-huh. It was like a kind of the same size as Duke, black and white, really energetic. And they were saying the entire time they were on vacation, they really missed their dog, but they kept getting pictures of her the whole time they were away and they loved that. Um, so do you have any tips for getting good pictures of a dog or getting them to kind of pose and look at the camera for pictures? I take so many. Um, my SIM card just malfunctioned and I got lost. Oh my God. I over 15,000 photos on my SIM card. Like photos wow. Like, so, just died. So I take a lot. Um, so a lot of them aren't good. When I want them to pose, like if I'm on a time crunch, like going on an actual dog walk for a certain amount of time, I sometimes bring treats. I don't bring treats every day because one, I don't want them getting fat. And two, I don't want them to expect them every day. Um, But if I have those, those are the, you know, that's the magic. And then the um, other thing that I do is I make crazy noises. So sometimes you'll see. People are walking on the street, and I'll have like six dogs sitting, like you know, next to a fence or on stairs or something, and I'll be like stomping my feet and taking pictures. So they look in the direction. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make crazy noises, like I'll be like, ooh, 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 over here, over here, meow, meow. <laughs> and so, um, just parked up. <laughs> so I, I hope nobody really like pays attention to that. <laughs> that's what I do. I just look like a crazy person um, making crazy noises, and I hope that they'll all look at me at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> just having faith. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and on your website, I saw that your CFO is Nola Bear, and your VP of Barking is Memphis. Yeah, First so of all, amazing. Uh, <laughs> Nola Bear is my chief fluffy officer. Uh, um, oh. <laughs> I actually handle the finances. She's just a big ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about each of these dogs? How do they come to be in your life? And um, how are they with the other dogs that are kind of coming in and out? Yeah, I have a lot of dogs in and out. So I, <laughs> I, I do meet and greets with my dogs for any dog that's boarding with me to make sure that they get along. Generally, like initially, I can tell whether or not my dogs are gonna be stressed out by another dog. And it's not a personal thing, it's just mm-hmm. whether Memphis, my dog, he was a street dog, mm-hmm. so whether or not he's comfortable with a dog, usually it's 100% fine. Once in a while, I'll notice he's uneasy and I just don't wanna have a dog in the house that makes him nervous. So, right, um, of course. he's home, so. Um, 
Yeah, I got Nola. She's nine now. I irresponsibly, I have to admit, irresponsibly <laughs> in college no college student should be getting a dog that's how i got my peanut my english mastiff and i completely agree with you how hard is that <laughs> difficult and you know what honestly if it wasn't for living with like four people and roommates like i owe them so much for helping me with the dog seriously i didn't i wasn't prepared for how hard it was going to be to raise a puppy that was like you know 12 weeks old or whatever when i got her yeah we're online actually and um, actually, I think I saw one of her siblings online, and there were three of them, and I just thought they were so cute. I wanted to go down and say hi to them. Um, so I went down to this place that had these puppies for sale that they put online, I guess, and um, I was going to look at a bunch of dogs. And she just, like, crawled. She was the first one that I saw, and she crawled right into my lap and laid down. Oh, yeah. I mean... That I was talking to someone about this the other day. It's like all dog lovers, I think, can relate. It's almost like this burning in your stomach where you're like, you need a dog now. And then if you see, if you have like any sort of prompts, like a dog online, like Peanut was on Craigslist, and yeah. then I had to go see the dogs, and then they had to go get one. It's a sign. Like, no, it's not a sign. <laughs> so I went down there and I just got her, and she slept the whole way back, and she's been oh. like nine years now, and she's amazing. Oh, so when she was three, so six years ago, um, I was living down in Memphis, Tennessee for a few months. And the day before I was coming back to Boston, this girl who lived in my building had this little cute little scrawny dog that I had seen for the last three months living in the building. And I was just like, I love your dog so much. I'm going to miss him so much. He's so cute. <laughs> said, um, okay, uh, well, he's not mine. I found him on the street three months ago. I've been looking for somebody to take him, <laughs> to send him to the shelter because, you know, they're high kill shelters down here. So do you want him? And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I want this The dog. answer is yes. <laughs> Anytime somebody asks me if I want a dog, the answer is yeah. <laughs> I brought him home the next day in my Honda Civic with my mom and <laughs> and all my belongings in the back. It was like so cramped. So he was a champion. He's been with me ever since. He's a, he's a little menace to society sometimes. Like he'll, he'll whine. He does like his street dog stuff. Like, you know, eat stuff off the ground or he'll, uh, what else does he do that's funny? He like, oh, he whines at you like when he doesn't get enough attention. I mean, it's yeah. not funny to me, but it, everyone else thinks it's really cute. So, <laughs> yeah. so he, he's been with me now and he's, he's turned into a civilized gentleman now. Oh, and that's every day he wears a tie. Oh, that's adorable. Well, you have to in your um, BP of barking. Yeah. Here's the picture that us to we can post on our Instagram. Everybody can see his little bow tie. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's representing a brand now, so. <laughs> yes. Have to say, yep. Yeah. <laughs> on brand. Um, so if people are interested in getting your services, how can they find you? What should they do? Mostly I am on Instagram. Um, that is like my biggest platform. My Instagram handle is the mindful mutt Boston. Um, and you can see all our, the, the faves on there every day. <laughs> um, and I'm on Facebook as well at, at facebook.com slash the mindful mutt. Um, my phone number is 631-680. 9202 that goes direct to me so um if you ever need to chat or have questions even if it's not about business if it's just about um you know dog questions i just like to be a resource for people um mm -hmm. a lot of people have training questions if i 
it, I'm not a trainer, so I have like great resources to be able to connect you with people. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of the name of the game. My website is themindfulmutt.com. So thank you so much for being on with us. We definitely enjoyed talking. Thank you for having me. It's been oh, great. Of course. It has been really fun. So we finally meet you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Deanna. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Talk to you. All right. That was a great interview, wasn't it? That was amazing. Um, Deanna obviously makes everyone feel super at ease. And I don't know about you, but when I was talking to her, I just felt comfortable. Yeah, I did too. And you know, I love that her key focus seems to be making dogs comfortable too and personalizing her services for each dog. Um, especially, I love that she lets them sleep in her bed. Not a lot of dog boarders will do that. <laughs> I know. That's so amazing that she lets them do that. And then she also provides services for really little puppies or senior dogs, which is just her let out. I forget exactly what she calls it, but it's, it's like a quick let out for dogs. Mm -hmm. And it's not as much as her 30-minute usual walk. So right. she seems to have services that span across all different life stages for all different dog owners. That's so great. You know, um, what can listeners... Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. So what do you think listeners can take away from an interview with her? Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that. Like, what should they really be focused in from listening to that interview? And I think mm -hmm. first, try to find a Deanna near you. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first takeaway mm -hmm. is try to find a Deanna. And second, you know, there's a lot of really good tips in there about how dog, dog behavior and like what they can possibly do around their more nervous dogs you know, I love that she said a tired dog isn't necessarily a happy dog. Yes, you know, and that's something that is kind of a new concept to me. Like, my goal half the time is just to tire Duke out versus actually make him happy. So, like, taking him on a run with me, for instance, instead of, like, playing a game that he likes to play. Um, and so that's a really good point and something I'm going to keep in mind in the future when I play with Duke is like, how do I make him have fun and not just get all of his energy out? Right. I mean, it kind of ties into like all of the nutrition episodes we've had lately. Like mm -hmm. your dog can be, your dog can be living, but mm -hmm. we want them to be thriving. So like right. also thriving behaviorally, um, through exercise. So maybe a dog daycare isn't the right th match for your dog. Maybe it does have to be that more one-to-one -one relationship with a dog walker but just kind of finding the right solution for you and your pet and um bringing them into it in the right way so you can't just like have a dog walker come one day and take them out you have to kind of socialize them with that dog walker slowly mm -hmm. and make sure that they're fully comfortable i like that she does interviews with dogs and their owners before they decide to use her as their dog walker where she'll meet the dog and they can see if it's a good fit and then she and the dog can get along yeah i mean I give a lot of props to dog walkers. I mean, can you imagine being around a bunch of different dogs that you don't necessarily know, like their triggers or things mm -hmm. that to be careful of, or even to have someone's like best friend in your hands? The pressure must be pretty big. I oh, kind of wish yeah. we asked her about like if she's ever been kind of scared in a situation or yeah. Um, but she does seems like she does an amazing job, and like you said, you've heard around about her around the block. There's mm -hmm. a ton of happy clients that keep referring her. Right, right, absolutely. All right, well, great interview. 
Email us at dogcasters at whatisdog.com or follow us on Instagram at whatisdogcast. And check out our website, www.whatisdog.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.